Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Two Point Podcast, where our conversion rate is always 100%. I'm Craig, and I'm joined by Nate. Hello, guys. And we're going to be talking some more Week 16 previews. So these are going to be the Sunday and Monday night games. So we'll get into each matchup a little bit, kind of talk about what we're looking for, some notable injuries, and anything else that stands out to us. We'll start off with the Houston Texans and the Cincinnati Bengals. This game is in Houston. The Texans are 7.5 point favorites in this one. Over-under is 46 points. Then we'll go over the injuries. Since we are recording on Friday, we're going to have a lot more designations for these injuries. So it should be very helpful for you guys kind of get a better grasp on the game, knowing who's in and who's out. So first off, we got the running back for the Texans, Duke Johnson. He is out with a neck injury. Phillip Gaines, the corner, he's still questionable. He's been a limited participant in practice this week. I believe he's got a knee injury. Tyler Boyd is out with the concussion for the Bengals. Brandon Allen, the quarterback, he's back. He's had that knee injury and knee contusion. So we'll have to see if him or Ryan Finley starts. So that's one of my big key points for the game is who ends up starting that quarterback for them. And then last but not least for the Bengals is Logan Wilson. He's out with an ankle injury. He's one of their rookie linebackers biggest thing for the Bengals is who ends up starting at quarterback whether it's Ryan Finley or Brandon Allen I know Finley did help them get the win last week or I should say their defense helped them get the win last week then I think this could be a good game for Gio Bernard and possibly even AJ Green Uh, Texans defense is not very great overall Gio kind of had a decent game against Pittsburgh last week so definitely two guys to watch there Uh, Deshaun Watson being Deshaun Watson obviously he's a pseudo god Let's put it that way. And then the two defenses in this game, I know both of them aren't the best, but whichever one performs the best in this matchup is probably going to come out with a victory. Yeah, and honestly, uh, at this point in the season for both of these teams, unfortunately, the wind really doesn't have much leverage against it. However, uh, this is actually just a pretty much just a good old scrimmage game between two teams that are obviously going to need to kind of address their issues. The Bengals obviously feeding those pieces that will be coming back next year. And then obviously the Texans, they really need to pretty much do an overhaul on the team completely. I wouldn't say completely, completely, but I mean, they have some good, good starting blocks for them as well. So I think uh, honestly, the majority of this game for me is just people just staying healthy, getting some young guys, some reps with the Texans next year, getting a potential new, new head coach uh, with that position needing to be filled. It'd be a good way to kind of pretty much audition to maintain keeping their jobs with the next with the next staff that comes in. So uh, for me, I actually have written down as well AJ Green and Gio Bernard. I feel like they had a really good showing last week. If I want them to kind of maintain that, um, again, like you said though, that does depend on quarterback, unfortunately. Yep. So who do you have winning this game then? I, I have the Texans winning this game. Uh, obviously, you just said uh, well, Watson essentially does not play like he's on planet Earth. So you know you gotta you gotta put the the ball in the hot hand. And for me, it's uh, Watson, and hopefully the defense can do some supporting uh, help this week with a, a limited of you know heavy heavy potential on the Bengals' offensive side. Yep, I think this should definitely be a game in the Texans' favor. Maybe it's kind of a get right game for their defense a little bit. I know they're not the greatest, but. Uh, Watson should be able to lead them to the victory in this one. I don't know if it's going to be by that 7.5 points, though. Uh, we'll just have to see if that plays out that way or not. They could either win big or there could be a close game where they win. That's very accurate. And these, this Bengals offense, honestly, you know, since that quarterback uh, changed to the injury, has kind of not maintained that efficiency. They had like 150 yards and 300 yards of total offense. So last week was pretty solid. I ho- Hopefully they can maintain that this week. 
Uh, so we'll get moved over to the next matchup, and that is the Atlanta Falcons and the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe this game is in Kansas City. Chiefs are 10.5 point favorites in this one. Over-under is 54 points. So the injuries in this game. Julio Jones, wide receiver for the Falcons, is out with a hamstring injury. Center Alex Mack is out with a concussion. Guard James Carpenter, he's out with a groin injury. Denard, the corner, is out with a quad injury. And then on the Chiefs' side, you got Damian Wilson, that linebacker. He's been battling knee injury for a while now. He's out once again. Clyde Edwards, the layer, the rookie running back out of LSU. He's got that high ankle sprain. He's going to be out this weekend, probably a couple more weeks. And then last but not least on the injury report of concern would be Tyreek Hill. Didn't practice on Wednesday and then was limited on Thursday and Friday. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. We'll see if he ends up playing. I would assume he does, but if he doesn't, that takes a little bit of the top off of their offense. It really does, actually. So on Atlanta's side, you just want to see Matt Ryan and their defense play well. And then a message to Dirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator. Run the frickin' ball already. <laughs> You're not going to beat the Chiefs trying to go head-to-head with them in a, you know, passing contest, a big old shootout. That's not how you beat the Chiefs. you got to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. you got to play, you know, bend but not break defense and control the clock. Then, obviously, you got Patrick Mahomes in this game. Not too much to say about him there. Uh, see how their defense plays as well. And then, last but not least, Le'Veon Bell gets his, you know, Second chance is second crack after things didn't really work out with the Jets. He's going to see the majority of the work in this game. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a really interesting game. I think if uh, Falcons do try to get into a shootout with the Chiefs, it's going to very much end poorly. Uh, the difference is, obviously, is the Chiefs' defense is exponentially better. They've been pretty solid against the pass this year. Obviously, they like to blitz their safeties and their occasional corners to put pressure on, obviously, on the run game and on the quarterback itself. So I think this is a good a good game for the Chiefs to just kind of get into the the rotation of things going into the playoffs. Uh, obviously, the Falcons aren't a team to get overlooked because if you get good Matt Ryan, he'll come out swinging. But I don't know if it would be enough to kind of put him over the top, but they could definitely make it a game. And Chiefs have had a few games this year that have been within a score or two. So for me, really, I, I just I just want to see Matt Ryan show up. Uh, Ridley obviously has had an amazing season. I believe he got snubbed by the Pro Bowl this year a little bit. I think he's had a really good year, enough to be called considered a Pro Bowl mentality, so that's just me. I agree with you, though. I think that this offense uh, with Matt Ryan needs to focus on running the ball and not get into the shootout, but I guess we'll see what happens. Because I really like this Chiefs defense. I think they can be underrated, but they have trouble showing up sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So who do you have winning this game, then? I have the Chiefs winning. I think they win by two scores, um, at least. I, like I said, I think this is a good a good game to kind of hit that hit the road and kind of go into the playoffs kind of cruising. I have the Chiefs winning as well. The next game we got is the Browns and the Jets. I said this in my YouTube video. If this was the matchup a couple of years ago, like nobody would watch this game. It's still probably not the best matchup in the world, but you know, the Jets, they got one win now, but Cleveland is a playoff contender for sure. The Jets are the home team in this game. The Browns are nine and a half point road favorites. That's a pretty big margin there. Over under is 47 and a half. Not too many injuries in this game, honestly. Uh, for the Browns side, we got Wyatt Teller. He's out with an ankle injury. And then we have, I don't know if it's Jay Levon or Javelin Goodtree. Kind of looks like Javelin, but I think it's pronounced Jay Levon uh, Goodtree. He's like their replacement slot corner. So now they're going to be down to their third string guy. He's doubtful to play in this game with a knee injury. So it could be good news for Jarvis Landry. He could have a good day since he plays a lot in that slot position. 
Something else I'm just trying to see in this game is Baker going to be able to keep up his good play. You know, he's got 10 touchdowns, one interception in his last four games, so he's been playing really well. Sam Darnold continues his audition. Or, you know, maybe he plays well enough and they decide to build around him. And then that Jets defense, they played pretty well last week. Can they do it again this week? Yeah, honestly, can kind of agree with your assessment on this. You and I have uh, really kind of enjoyed the Jets the last few weeks. We've really focused on them and, you know, situations they could do better next year going into the season, whether they want to go for Lawrence or if they wanted to stick with Darnold. So it'll definitely be intriguing what they do. But like just like with the Chiefs, though, for Cleveland, they just need to kind of uh, hit the road and just kind of cruise into the playoffs. This is a good game. I know the Jets are coming off an amazing week last week, but honestly, I think they come back down to earth this week. I felt like they had an interesting matchup. I know I don't think anyone expected them to do what they did to the Rams, to be honest with you, but if they can maintain what they kind of did there, it's a different style of uh, system that they will be going against with that defense. But yeah, I don't know. I just have Cleveland winning this game. I think this is just, it's going to be a multiple score game again. I think the Jets come down to planet earth again. Yeah, and I think it's a game that Cleveland wins pretty easy as well, as long as Baker doesn't do something stupid. That's true. They got a, you know, those two awesome running backs down there. They just lean on them and keep moving the ball. I mean, they're averaging anywhere between eight to ten plays a game. Like, just maintain the offense they've been doing. Be smart with the ball. No turnovers. Solid on defense. You should come out with a win. Yes, for sure. And the next game we got is the Indianapolis Colts and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Colts are one and a half point road favorites in this game, so that's kind of interesting. Over under is forty four and a half points. Quite a few injuries in this game, honestly. So you have Anthony Costanzo for the Colts left tackle. He didn't practice on Wednesday or Friday. Limited on Thursday. He's dealing with the knee and an ankle issue. He's questionable to play. Uh, one of their other offensive linemen that starts is Braden Smith. He's out. He's on the COVID list now. Marcus Johnson, a wide receiver, he's out with a quad injury. And then on the Steelers' side, you got Marcus Allen, a linebacker. He is dealing with a stinger, and he's questionable to play, but he has not practiced at all this week. And James Conner will be returning. He's practiced in full every day this week. So that's good to see coming back from his quad issue. They also get linebacker Vince Williams back off the COVID list. So they're getting a little bit healthier, but there's still some pretty big injuries out there for them. And this game, you're going to see uh, old Phillip Rivers and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously, these guys were drafted in the same draft class. And it's going to come down to these two guys, really, because it's going to be who in this game makes the least amount of mistakes or whose defense steps up. And then if either team can get the running game going as well. Yeah, actually, pretty much what you just said is pretty much what this game is going to come down to. Those, uh, obviously... uh... Veteran quarterbacks leading their roster. You know, Rivers is averaging just under 300 yards a game. In the past game, he's been rather efficient with the ball as of late. Big Ben, unfortunately, because of the injuries on the defensive side of the Steelers' ball, uh, essentially has had to shoulder a load. And with the inability of some of the wide receivers to be consistent at catching the ball, and obviously not having a, a healthy run game as well, it's been rather difficult for this team uh, as of the stretch they've been going on lately. So. Personally, I, I actually am picking Indy to win this one. They're just still missing too many pieces on that side of the ball, and Indy's defense is actually pretty decent. Obviously, this was a, several weeks back, but in the game against the Packers, they, they maintained a pretty good advantage against the subpar Packers defense. And this Pittsburgh defense, I would say, is obviously much more efficient than Green Bay is currently with their defense, even with their injuries. So I think it's going to be a very good game, a potential game of the week, to be honest with you, but I still have Indy winning this one. 
Yeah, I'll pick the Steelers. I think they just need a, you know, they have to have a get-right game at some point. They got to stop this streak. Mike Tomlin, you know, he's coming into meetings this week. You know, he's going to be saying, hey, you guys got to get your crap together. And that's really what it comes down to. I think they had a lot of issues last week, especially on offense and defense, kind of holes on both sides. So I think they just kind of clean up, try to get right, and – it could be a decent game for them, especially if they get in rhythm. I think Philip Rivers is also due for a game where he throws two interceptions, so hopefully this is the contest that that happens. Yeah, and having Connor back is obviously going to be uh, a great gain for this offense. It's going to make them less lateral, I guess you could say. They're going to be able to maintain control and possessions if they can, uh, kind of whittle away that clock, kind of put some pressure on Rivers' arm you know, towards the late of the game if, if that defense can maintain standing up. So... Honestly, it's going to be a really close game. Hopefully, Connor's back all the way healthy, too. Or, you I know, agree. Or 95% of the way, you know, because nobody's ever truly all the way healthy this late in the season. But Look at the difference in this offense when Connor is in it and when he's out of it. And, like, if he's even at 95%, I think it'll be much more efficient. Mm-hmm. So the next game we got is the Bears and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bears are 7.5-point road favorites. Over-under in this game is 47 points. Quite a few injuries, actually. So on the Bears' side, we got Akeem Hicks. He didn't practice the first two days this week, then was limited with an ankle injury. He's questionable to play. Cordero Patterson, you know, the ace kick returner specialist, he has not practiced yet this week. He's dealing with a knee injury. He's questionable as well. Jalen Johnson, Buster Screen, both corners are out once again. Johnson's got a shoulder injury. Screen's still dealing with that concussion. And then on Jacksonville's side, we got James Robinson. You know the rookie running back. He got hurt last week, hurt his ankle. They're kind of trying to rest him throughout the week, see if he can play on Sunday. I think even if he does end up playing, he's either going to re-injure himself or he's going to, you know, be limited. Uh, so that's a big hit to their offense. Then Sidney Jones, the corner. He didn't practice. He's still kind of dealing with that Achilles thing. Questionable to play. I believe he missed last week as well. Then for things I'm looking for in this game is just, you know, Mitchell Trubisky. Can he limit the mistakes? I know he's been pretty good at doing that so far the last couple of games. Can they feed David Montgomery once again? Can that Bears defense just do their job and not let Jacksonville do anything? And then how much does James Robinson actually play in this game? Can Gardner Minshew help lead this offense and move them down the field? Honestly, if I was Jacksonville, I probably would just rest Robinson in this game. They jumped up to a 78% chance of getting the first overall pick, obviously due to the the Christmas miracle, I guess you could call it, with the Jets' win last week. So, um, honestly, they have no advantage of winning this game. But for Chicago, I think there's some pride online here. Like you said, Trubisky, he's trying to prove that he can be a starter in the NFL. Uh, They were rather efficient last week, but because they fed Montgomery, I hope they stick to that game plan and obviously continue to feed him. Be efficient on this offense, no turnovers. And just like he said, if this Bears defense can actually just do what they're supposed to do week in and week out, because when they show up, they're actually a pretty good defense to play against. If Chicago can get all phases of the ball going on this one, I think they're the winner tomorrow. Yeah, I think the Bears win. Like, there's only one chance Jacksonville has at winning in this game is if they can target, you know, those corners that are out for the Bears, Jalen Johnson, Buster Screen. If you can target their backups and get some good advantage out of that, then maybe you have a shot, but otherwise I don't really see it. So I'll pick yeah, the Bears just, as well. Yeah, there's just no reason for Jacksonville to want to win this game. Like, there's no advantage to it. Like, obviously, like you said, if Robinson's ready to go, he's going to get a lot of feeds in this game. 
he needs to help grow as a, as a rookie as it is. So um, I just don't see any advantage in Jacksonville wanting to win this game. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, their front office isn't going to want them to win this game. But, you know, mm-hmm. Doug Marone st- and these coaches are still coaching for their jobs. The players are still playing for their jobs. Nobody wants to go right. out and lose. No, I agree with you 100%. I don't want to say that it's uh, like a tanking situation, but obviously as focused as you and I have done kind of on the Jets this season, just seeing games that have slipped away that they had in the, you know, literally in the crafts of their hands before they finally got their first win against the Rams. Like sometimes it just, I don't say the intentions are there, but the actions kind of seem like it's there. Yeah. They just don't have the talent at this point in time too. I agree. I think they have a lot of uh, good building blocks, but, um, whether the coaching staff is is obviously in Jacksonville next year, or they decide to go, you know, with the start of a new uh, of a new coaching direction, and on top of that, giving them the selection of you know potentially uh, a quarterback for their future as well, it's going to be definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll get over to the next game, and that is the Giants and the Ravens. The Ravens are ten and a half point home favorites. Over under in this game is forty three and a half, so they're projecting a pretty low scoring game. Uh, for injury-wise, we got Calais Campbell. He's kind of been all over the board this week. He's likely to play in this one. And then we got Marcus Peters. He hasn't practiced this week, still dealing with that calf injury. He's questionable to play. And then we got Jimmy Smith. He's going to be out in this one, rib and shoulder injury once again. Daniel Jones, limited in practice all week, but he is likely to play. Then we got Golden Tate. He's out with the calf injury. For the Giants, the biggest thing for them is they need to get back to you know what they were doing well, running the ball, and then building off of that. Daniel Jones, will he be back in this one? It sounds like he will be. And then for the main thing for me for the Ravens is Lamar actually throwing the ball. I think it could be a decent matchup for them in that regard if James Bradbury is not back from the COVID list yet. Uh, we'll have to see to probably tomorrow whether or not he'll be back. But if he's not back, Lamar could have a decent game throwing the ball. Marquise Brown could be involved that way as well. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think Baltimore just kind of runs away with this one. It's just getting to that time of the year when you need to start beating teams that you should be beating going into the playoffs, and this is one of those games. The only, like, right side I can see is, like, what you said with the Giants. Get back to what they did that made them so successful. In matchups against mobile quarterbacks, they usually do a pretty decent job. I mean, they pretty much corralled Russell Wilson when they played against Seattle, and they ended up showing up for a win for them. So I think this defense has the ability to help keep New York into this. But like I said, they just have gotten away from what makes their offense do what they've done. Um, obviously a little bit with, uh, you know, Daniel Jones not being in that lineup a little bit has obviously affected uh, that offensive uh, scheme and how they write up plays for them uh, with Colt McCoy obviously taking over those reins. So um, I just don't see the Giants being able to stay competitive in this one. I think that Ravens defense is just really good. I think they are playoff ready, but um, like you said, comes down to Lamar. How is he going to run this offense? Is it going to be efficient? Are they going to utilize the game? Uh, the run game, excuse me, or are they going to allow him to at least try to open up his arm a little bit so that they could, they're they not so one-dimensional going into the playoffs? Yeah, and what you said with the Ravens defense, I think they are very talented, but the biggest thing for them is they got to get healthy at this point in time, especially Agreed. at that cornerback position because that is a position they do have a lot of depth, but they also have a lot of injuries right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think at this week and, and obviously next week as well, if – if you can rest them for a week and it don't obviously hinder any kind of seating and stuff like that, give them the extra rest they need because obviously it's more important in the playoffs. But I agree with you. This defense definitely need, has the ability to be a, a top-tier defense for sure. I'm talking like top top five even. 
they just haven't been able to live up to that potential, one, because of injuries, or two, just because of interesting matchups. What you said is kind of interesting, too. You, you, you have to kind of rest some of them guys, but at the same time, they have to win out to make the playoffs. Yeah, like, it's a fine line, and I obviously I, I don't envy Harbaugh making these decisions, but you have to look at the longevity of things. Like, like early in the week, like with, oh, I'm sorry, early in the season with Green Bay, uh, going into our bye week, we rested Devontae Adams that extra week, even though he was ready to go. And we're like, why? We're like, we're okay. Like, just go ahead and take another week, take the bye week, come back super healthy, ready to go and rested. Like, if you have that ability, take advantage of it. Yep. So you're picking the Ravens. I'll pick the Ravens as well. I just think it's a game that they should win pretty easily at least. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't know if the spread is going to be quite met on it, but, I, yeah, they're definitely going to win. Mm-hmm. So the next game we got is the Denver Broncos and the Chargers. The Chargers are the home team, and they are the three-point favorites in this game. Uh, on paper, these two teams are pretty even, essentially. Over-under in this game is 49 points. And for injuries, we got Keenan Allen. He did not practice the first two days this week, limited today. He's got a hamstring injury. He's questionable to play. I think he ends up playing, but he might be on a snap count once again. Hunter Henry is going to be out in this game. Uh, He's on the COVID list. So that means we get to see our XFL buddy, Donald Parham. Hey, I'm cool with that. Joey Bosa is out with the concussion. Bradley Chubb for the Broncos. You know, he didn't practice the first two days limited today, dealing with an ankle issue. And then Philip Lindsay, he hasn't practiced all week. He's going to be out in this one. He's got a hip-slash-knee injury. Pretty much this game is going to come down to quarterback play. You know, Drew Locke versus Justin Herbert. Uh, Both these defenses are very banged up. And I think it really comes down to the quarterback play and then if the Broncos can run the ball effectively. Uh, This is a revenge game for Melvin Gordon, so just keep that in mind. That could definitely uh, play a factor in for sure on how the run game goes with Denver for, uh, with that matchup. Honestly, you're right. Defenses are kind of beat up in this one. Drew Locke has showed some potential this season to, to obviously extend that offense and be successful with it. And then Herbert, obviously, he's he's just playing fantastic, uh, fantastic football as a rookie, kind of being thrust into that role with the Tyrod Taylor situation that kind of occurred. So, honestly... This game really doesn't matter, but if Drew Luck shows up today uh, for this game, it could actually potentially turn into be a shootout. Uh, yes, sir. Um, so who are you going to pick in this one? Honestly, this is a difficult one to pick, but I'm going to pick Herbert uh, at home. It's just Drew Luck is, you know, he's just so so darn spotty for the most part. So, like, I can't guarantee that if he shows up, but if he does show up, it's going to be a really close game. It's going to be a good game to watch. Who do you have? Uh, I'm going to pick the Broncos, and the thing with Drew Locke, too, is he has struggled when he's been under pressure, but what, you know, the Chargers without Joey Brosa, the games that he's missed this year, they have not been able to get pressure on quarterbacks. I think Melvin Gordon could have a very strong game in this one. Uh, it should be a pretty good back-and-forth game, though. Yeah, I really like Drew Locke. Like, I know earlier in the year I was pretty harsh on him. Towards the last several weeks, he's kind of started to come into his own a little bit, I think he's trying to take charge of that offense a little bit, allow it to become more efficient, lean on that run game. I mean, you have two capable running backs there. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely going to be a very interesting game to watch. It's a good pick. But for me, the Chargers, they just, they're always efficient in these random games, like when they have these equal matchups. And he's at home, so I just took the home team in this one. Understandable. Next game we got is the Carolina Panthers and the Washington football team. 
Washington is two and a half point home favorites. Over under in this game is 42 points. I think that's the lowest implied point total of the week. Injuries in this game that we're looking at. We got defense end for the Panthers. Brian Burns has not practiced yet this week. He's got a knee injury. He is questionable. Christian McCaffrey dealing with that thigh injury. Once again, he's doubtful. Uh, unlikely that he does play. Russell Okun dealing with that calf injury. Once again, he's doubtful as well. Troy Pride Jr., the rookie corner out of Notre Dame. He is dealing with a hip injury. He's doubtful to play as well. So quite a few injuries there. On Washington's side, we got Terry McLaurin. Has not practiced yet this week. Ankle injury. He's doubtful to play. That's a big hit. Uh, then we got Antonio Gibson. Limited in practice all week. He's been dealing with that turf toe. He is questionable to play. Uh, he's going to be a true game time decision, supposedly. Then we got Alex Smith. Limited in practice the first two days this week. Full participant in practice today. Still listed as questionable, but he is likely to play. This matchup is going to come down to quarterback play, and I think it could end up being a defensive slugfest. We obviously saw the Panthers could play well on defense a little bit, especially in that second half against the Packers last week. Uh, Washington is obviously good on defense as it is already. Like It really just comes down to quarterback play and defense for me in this one. Honestly, that Washington's defense, week in and week out, just amazes me. Like I really genuinely think that... Riviera is doing a fantastic job of building that team down there, and I look forward to really watching them over the next several years just continue to advance as a team. And so for me, I'm just going to pick Washington outright with this. Like, Washington, they just they always win these random games that we don't think they can win. They always have decent matches up, matchups. This defense always keeps them in the game, allowing for whoever is, it on the off, whoever is on the offense being able to be successful on that side of the ball. So for me, I'm picking Washington in this game. I don't think either Terry McLaurin or Antonio Gibson is going to play in this game. So, mm-hmm. like, they literally have no playmakers on offense. You know, you got J.D. McKissick and Logan Thomas, yeah, but they're just guys that you dump the ball off to, honestly. Obviously, if Haskins was playing, this would be an automatic Panthers pick for me. Alex Smith's about the only thing that makes it questionable for me. But, you know, maybe he's a little uncomfortable in his first game back. I think Carolina's defense, they showed a lot of what they could do last week. And then I think if Teddy Bridgewater can play adequate football, then they got a chance. I think they just have more playmakers on offense, and that might be what it comes down to at the end of the day. Yeah, and actually, if you watch the defenses on both sides of the ball, on either side of the ball for either of these teams, essentially, like, they're built completely different. Like, their approach to defense is completely different, and both of them have been rather successful. And like you said, you are correct. Uh, The Panthers had a really good showing against Aaron Rodgers. They actually hit him five times and then had the five sacks in addition to that. No other team that we played that the Packers have played this year has been able to have anybody on defense even get close to touching him. So I mean, hats off to that defense. They are definitely coming into their own. I feel like this this season would have been a little bit more different for them. You know, if Christian McCaffrey was healthier, if the team was healthier as a whole, if they didn't have that small COVID stint where you know several of their key playmakers was out. Uh, DJ Moore, he's just really crazy insane. So yeah, I can see picking the Panthers for sure, but. I don't know. I've uh, kind of learned my lesson from not picking Washington, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so our next game is the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. This game is in <coughs> Dallas. The Eagles are two and a half point road favorites. Over under is forty nine and a half points. And there's quite a few injuries on this one. Uh, so for the Eagles, we got Fletcher Cox has didn't practice the two days that they had listed so far this week. He's got neck injury. He's been listed with the same injury multiple times, so I'm not worried about him. Cameron Johnston, the punter, 
He didn't practice on Wednesday, limited in practice on Thursday. He's dealing with a concussion issue. If he's not able to go, I assume they have some type of backup kicker on their practice squad already to take his place. So it won't be quite as awkward as last week when they didn't really have a punter. They didn't really have a holder. Kind of bit them in the butt a little bit. Then we got Jalen Rager, limited in practice so far this week. He's got an ankle injury. I assume he does play, though. Josh Sweat, defensive end, has not practiced yet this week with a wrist injury. So we'll see if he ends up playing. On the positive side, we see Darius Slay. He's been full participant in practice. Uh, that's a good sign since he has had that concussion issue. Looks like he'll be good to go this week. And then on the Cowboys side, we got Ezekiel Elliott, limited in practice all week. He's got that calf injury. He's probably going to be a game-time decision once again. And then for that Cowboys defense, Leighton Vander Esch, ankle injury, he's out. Xavier Woods, mm. safety, rib injury, he's also out. Antoine Woods, defensive tackle, he's also dealing with an ankle injury, and he's out as well. So you lost three starters on defense right there as well. Good ones. Things I'm looking for in this game, my boy, Jalen Hurts. And then the next thing is... You know, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. I think Zeke's going to play in this game. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, really. Especially since the Cowboys do have a chance in the division still if they would win this game. But I think it's going to come down to which defense can kind of step up. I would not be surprised if this ends up in a shootout. Yeah, I guess I can kind of see it. Andy Dalton's kind of due for a game, if I'm being honest with you. But uh, for me, that Dallas defense, though, they're 0-5 against mobile quarterbacks, and uh, legitimately with those those three rather large hits to that defense, that Mike, Mike Nolan's going to be struggling to fill that void. So we'll see how that ends up playing out, unfortunately. So I'm going to pick Philly just because of those three hits alone. Jalen Hurts been playing lights out, you know, obviously for a rookie coming in and replacing Wentz there. So you got to give credit where credit's due. I'm just looking for the rest of the team to kind of elevate to that play level. I mean, the offensive line is still obviously showing a, a little – weakness there they obviously can help support the run a little bit more efficiently they have a fantastic runner with and running game in general uh any other wide receivers obviously just get that offense kind of kind of flowing better prove that they uh they can still you know be efficient uh in this division yep so you're picking the eagles i'm going to pick the eagles as well i think it's just their game yeah. to win you know this is going to be a big statement for uh jalen hurts going down to jerry world and punching them in the face mm-hmm. You know, he grew up in Texas. He was born and raised there, so uh, this is a big deal to him. Yeah, honestly, anytime it comes to playoff football, when it comes to Dallas, it's uh, it's big boy talking down there, to be honest with you. So I just don't see him being able to step up step up to uh, Jalen Hurts' level of play. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, this could potentially become a shootout for sure. Then our next game, and I think this is one that we're going to disagree on because we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. And that's the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Seahawks are one-point home favorites. That's actually pretty low, especially since yeah. the Rams did lose to the Jets last week. Over-under in this game is 47.5. And, and the injuries in this game, you obviously got Cam Akers. He's out with an ankle injury. And then on Seattle's side, we got DJ Dallas. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He's out. He's pretty irrelevant now because he's pretty much the fourth running back anyways. Uh, Brandon Shell, the right tackle, still dealing with an ankle injury himself. He's questionable. And then the guard, Mike Upati, he's dealing with a neck injury. He is doubtful to play. Uh, so could see a little bit of issues on the offensive line for Seattle. Uh, they do have some 
backups that have played a lot in the past, so that could help them out. Main thing in this game for me is can the Seahawks get pressure on Jared Goff? The Seattle Seahawks defense has been playing a lot better recently, so that's definitely something good. You know, Carlos Dunlap, that addition has really helped their pass rush overall. And then the things I'm looking for on Seattle's side, I really want to see can Seattle move the ball? How is Seattle's running game going to look in this one? And then, you know, I'm really excited to see Daryl Henderson for the Rams. I think he's a, a fun guy to watch when he's in at running back. Uh, Cam Akers kind of took over a little bit, but I'm really excited to see Henderson get that chance once again. Yeah. Honestly, and I kind of explained this earlier to you a little bit. Every week I have like a game where I just kind of sit there and stare at it for a few minutes, and then I just kind of go with my gut. Now, this is my gut game. I'm still going to pick the Rams to win this one in their second meeting. Obviously, they went 23-16. to The glaring weakness in that game was uh, there was no run support for Russell Wilson, and that defense ate him alive because of it. He only was allowed for 248 yards. He had two interceptions. He had six sacks. He had a QBR of 31.9. I mean, DK Metcalf was held to only two catches. Tyler Lockett was held to three. So, I mean, like, that offense had a heck of a time against that Rams offense. And Jared Goff just felt comfortable. Uh, But this time, like you said, the offense is actually, for Seattle, is running much more efficient, I guess you could say. Uh, They actually have run support. Obviously, they've they've been efficient and been able to put some wins together because of it. So, Seahawks should win this game. On paper, everything in their mind says they're – they're, they're just soft against the run for the most part. They're pretty decent on that defensive line at getting to the quarterback. They just match up really well with those wide receivers in that secondary for the Rams. So, obviously, they weren't that great last week. Um, they're extremely inefficient, and I, they lost. That they did something that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't lose to the team that doesn't have a win this season. And I think this is a good game for them to bounce back, to prove that they uh, belong in the playoffs, they belong in this division. Usually, like you said earlier to me today, they usually split these games 1-1. So, I mean, if they can just show up, essentially, do their job, do what they've done to get them to this point, and be efficient, I think that they can definitely win this game. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to pick the Seahawks. I think, you know, these two teams, they both usually split. They usually both win their home games. And I think this is just a game that Seattle has to have, you know, that get-right game. They need to show what they're really made of because if they want to be that team in the nfc like they've been you know over the past few years or so they really just have to have that statement game go out beat a good team that's true and that defensive line has been kind of needing to show uh definitely in the past game they've been much more efficient in this last stretch of i'd say like last eight games against the run so if they can get pressured on jared goff 100 percent seahawks like i said should win this game it's just my gut's telling me the Rams are going to win it. It is a division game, so it, these are always just weird games and wonky games and weird matchups. It's the teams they know the most, so they obviously are going to play the best against them. Yep. Uh, so the next game we have is your game of the week. That's uh, one of them for sure. Yeah, so it's we got the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are three-point home favorites, so that pretty much means they're saying these two teams are even. Over-under in this mm-hmm. game is 55.5. I believe that is the highest implied point total of the week. The injuries that I'm looking at in this game, Aaron Jones, he's been limited in practice all week. Toe injury, but he is going to be good to go. Uh, no restrictions on him technically going into the game. And then we got Will Redmond, the safety for the Packers. He's got a concussion. He's going to be out. Jay Sternberger, tight end, concussion. He's going to be out as well. 
Jamal Williams, he is the backup running back. He is doubtful with a quad injury. So we could see a little bit of A.J. Dillon mixed in this game, maybe even. And then this game really comes down to a couple different things. Aaron Rodgers versus that Tennessee defense. And Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry against the Green Bay defense. Green Bay's defense is no secret that they're not very good against the run. Derrick Henry is pretty much the best on the ground running back that you get in the NFL. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks, obviously. Tennessee's defense, the worst at getting to pressure on the quarterback, and they've struggled a lot in stopping the pass this year. So, you know, you've got strength against weakness and strength against weakness on both sides. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm really excited about this game. This is either going to be a shootout or it's going to be, uh, like, I, I don't even know how this is going to play out, to be honest with you. I'm just going to call out the offensive line for Green Bay and the defense for Green Bay. Essentially, last week that offensive line allowed a a rather mediocre, uh, young um, defensive line group to hit Aaron Rodgers five times and get five sacks on him. Rodgers was uncomfortable in that game. The offense was inefficient because of poor offensive line play. So I want to see them bounce back against, a, like you just said, a defensive line that has had almost zero ability to get to the quarterback, which should mean that Aaron Rodgers shouldn't even – have any pressure on him whatsoever. So I'm really hoping that opens up the play for the wide receivers for us. Obviously I want this to be a bounce back game. I I want to be bold and say that we're going to win by two scores. No one's even thinking Green Bay's even going to win this game. Um, they're the heavy under favorites, but I just, I have a gut feeling again, like Green Bay's going to be on top on this one. Heavy under favorites, they're three point favorites. No, if you listen to everyone that's talked over the last week, everyone's picking Tennessee to win this one because they're going to be able to obviously maintain time of possession. With Derrick Henry, they're just going to run over us. They're going to, you know, make Sullivan look like a child by throwing him a stiff arm. Like, no one's giving Green Bay a shot. Vegas might be, but if you listen to everyone, I've been listening to everyone all week talking crap to us. So I really do think Green Bay just comes out to, uh, this week and shows Tennessee what they aren't capable of doing, and that's defending the ball. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be a shootout for sure. And I don't even know who to pick. Like, I want to pick Tennessee. I don't really have too much explanation. I just think, you know, Derrick Henry, if this offense can stay balanced, if their defense can even get, like, two stops in this game, that's going to be huge. Vrabel and that defensive coordinator, they need to do something, you know, dial up some blitzes to get pressure. I think this is going to be the second game that Adoree Jackson is back. He's obviously their best corner. He played pretty well last week. You know, getting him back is a major difference, so I think that will definitely help them out. I could see Jonu Smith being kind of the wild card in this game, and I think I talked to you about this earlier in the week as well because everybody's going to be focused on A.J. Brown, and, you know, Corey Davis had some nice games this year as well, and they're just going to kind of forget about that tight end. You know, Jonu's been banged up a little bit this week, or this, excuse me, this year, but he's pretty healthy now. The linebacker unit for the Packers are not that great in coverage. I know they have fared pretty well against tight ends this season, but they have not gone up against, you know, a very good slate of tight ends. So I think it could be a game for him to kind of have that sneaky game, you know, five, six catches for a tight end, a touchdown, you know, 60 yards or so. And he is a very athletic tight end. He can make a big play happen on any play as well. And I read a couple articles this week uh, coming into this game that said that the best way to approach uh, defending against Tennessee is actually uh, defending the uh, the pass game. Obviously, just bottle Derrick Henry and limit the damage because he's going to get yards regardless. 
the difference is, is whether you gang tackle him or he runs you over. One of those articles is actually on the Green Bay Packer website itself. And then I heard it referenced in another podcast uh, earlier in this week. And I think that to be kind of intriguing. So I can see Green Bay actually going with, you know, that option and kind of trying to obviously get a lot of pressure on Tannehill as much as possible. I think you're right on your assessment, as you stated earlier. Like, it's like weakness against, you know, strength, like matched up literally on every facet of the ball. Yeah. They just need to find a way to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Gets a couple stops on defense is all it really comes up to. And maybe it's just taking Devontae Adams away, you know, making that Mm -hmm. offense uncomfortable since it does kind of run through him. It could be another good game for Tanyan, too, as well. And there's going to be like 10 to 12 possessions, I would say, in this game for each team. Uh, if obviously it's a clean game with no turnovers. So, I don't know. It's going to be really intriguing. It's definitely an interesting matchup, a definite game that I would highly recommend people tuning in for. Yep. Uh, We'll get over another game. So, this is going to be the Monday night football game. This one's probably not as interesting, but, you know, you got the the old AFC East champions 20 million years in a row, it seems like, and the new AFC champion, the Buffalo Bills. You know, they haven't won in 25 years before this year. So this is kind of their statement game to say, hey, we're out there. We're going to kick some butt. Bills are seven-point favorites on the road in New England. Over-under in this game is 46. That's actually kind of low. There's no major injuries in this game, so that's a good sign. Uh, Sometimes it's kind of hard to tell with that Patriots injury report since they got 20 guys listed. They're all kind of just questionable, limited in practice, but – For the most part, those guys always play. For the Bills, you know, you just want to see Josh Allen keep rolling. One of his worst games this season was actually against the Patriots. Part of it was because they ran the ball a little bit more in that game, but part of it was he wasn't quite as efficient. So we just want to see if he can keep doing what he's been doing. That Bills running game, they were pretty good against the Patriots the last time. We'll see if they can do it again this time. That defense for the Bills, they've really played better the last couple games. I know they were kind of inconsistent before that. If they can play good, if they can pressure Cam Newton or Jared Stidham, if Jared Stidham gets in this game, it should be a pretty good matchup for them overall. Uh, For the Patriots side, one of the things I have written down is uh, if Cam Newton plays or if Jared Stidham sees some time in this game. And then that Patriots run defense is going to be a huge thing in this game. They've been slashed pretty much half the year. So if they're not able to stop the run, and then Josh Allen's able to throw the ball too. It could be a long day for them. Yeah, Buffalo up there, all their fan base has been smashing a lot of tables the last couple of weeks. So I actually think they're going to be smashing some more this week, to be honest with you. One of their fans, I believe, actually purchased a billboard on the on the road that actually goes to Gillette Stadium, pretty much uh, congratulating the Buffalo Bills on their uh, <laughs> on their conference championship. So honestly. I, I'm I'm ready for the Buffalo Nation to kind of start gaining their success a little bit. Josh Allen's been leading this offense, and they've been really efficient. He's been targeting Diggs and Beasley, you know, exponentially and helping move this offense. So if they can continue rolling like they've been doing the last few weeks, just lean on that run game late in game, be efficient with the ball, no turnovers, and maintain that good defensive play, I just, I just see them going into New England and rocking it out there. Yeah, it should be a pretty good game for the Bills overall. And last but not least uh, one important note is john brown should be back in this game it sounds like they're going to activate him off ir today if they haven't already sad news is they cut jake kumaro to make this move happen uh well at least he got his touchdown on his one catch of the year and count it, count it. i hope he comes back to green bay i really do <laughs> yep 
You got the Bills winning, right? Yeah, I do. How do you see Cam doing? Do you see him playing a lot on this game? I don't even think Cam should play. Like, you might as well I just agree. play. You might as well just play Stidham the last two games, see if you got anything in him. Like, at this point in time, you know what Cam Newton is, and I don't think he's coming back to New England next year, so. And Bill's really strategic, like you and I discussed about earlier. Like, it makes sense to just kind of sit Cam, see what else you have at quarterback, see if it's worth taking your next draft pick as the potential future of your team. Like, you you owe it to all parties on there. Cam's obviously, you know what you're going to get because of the efficiency that he's had in this offense, you know, through the entire season. You know, the stats, what they are. Like, I agree with you 100%. I don't think he should play in this game. Yeah, and, you know, like you said, Bill Belichick's really strategic. What if he's got us all fooled and we all think just Cam Newton's going to play in this game, but they literally have nothing left to play for, so they're just like, oh. And then you get comes game time and Stidham's out there for the first drive. That could happen, too, because then the Bills aren't prepared for it. Bill likes to, like, kind of troll the media. I can see him letting Cam play, like, the first quarter. Well, like, the first half. You know what I'm saying? Come out just for the first drive. Yeah, and just get the media up in a frenzy. <laughs> or, I, like, I like Bill. Since the separation of him and Tom Brady, I think they've all kind of come into their own. And Bill's actually a pretty funny guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually, like, talking to the media this year more and, like, joking around and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's more laid back. He's having fun. It's like he looked up from his desk and realized there's life or something. And <laughs> I just love his humor now. He's fantastic. I wasn't a big fan of him over the last 20 years, but I like him now. He's a fantastic guy. Yep. So let's get into some game of the weeks. What do you got? Um, I usually always pick three, as usual. I like the Denver and the Chargers game. I think that's going to be an interesting game if Drew Locke shows up. Uh, obviously, the Rams and Seahawks, that being a division game, obviously playoff implications involving this as well. But for me, it's just going to be Green Bay and Tennessee. Like, I've been hearing a lot of smack talk from the media this week. I'm going to be honest. I'm hyped. I'm ready to go. And I think that, like you said, it could be a shootout. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Why'd you pick all the good games? Because those, what are you talking about? The Denver and Chargers, that's not even a good game. That has zero relevance. All the competitive games. You didn't give me, you didn't leave me any good ones, Thick. So I'll pick that Colts and the Steelers game. I think the Green Bay-Tennessee game is going to be pretty good as well. Rams and Seahawks, obviously. Carolina-Washington could actually be a pretty interesting game if you like defense. And let's go with the Raiders in the Miami game too. Actually, that, that Dolphins-Raiders game is going to be a fun game to watch. I'm excited about that one. Can we see, I want to see Tua throw two picks. Honestly, this will probably be the game he does it. Like, that Raiders defense, I don't know what's going on with them. Obviously, they've been having issues, but, like, I don't know. This would be a good game for them to, to kind of just kind of show up towards the end of the season. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us once again. This was the Week 16 preview with the Two Point Podcast. I'm Craig, and I was joined by Nate. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed this episode. Obviously, once again, we will be recording on Monday for the recap for the week. That will be up on Tuesday morning as well. So that we'll be going through kind of what happened through the week and kind of reacting to it overall. Uh, we are recording this episode on Christmas. Obviously, it's going to be probably be coming out Saturday morning. But whenever you guys are listening to this, we want to wish you, you know, a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday Season. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you and your family celebrate. Absolutely. And we hope you guys definitely enjoyed your family time and your holiday season. Stay safe out there, guys. We appreciate you.